This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Republican members of Congress want an update on the number of federal employees teleworking these days. Military recruiters may need to dive deeper on the kinds of folks they bring in. And a success story between two agencies who work together so they could work together. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House Republicans renew calls to agencies to share more details about telework. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. Leaders on the Oversight and Accountability Committee say it's deeply concerning that agencies are either withholding information on telework numbers or simply don't have the information on hand in the first place. Committee Republicans renewed their series of requests to individual agency heads initially sent in May. They asked for data on telework as well as current telework and remote work policies. The renewed push comes just days after the White House told agencies to start aggressively executing return-to-office plans beginning in September. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is looking for feedback on its implementation of the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. The new law, enacted at the end of 2022, requires agencies and other employers to provide reasonable accommodations for employees with limitations related to pregnancy and childbirth. EEOC began accepting charges under the law on June 27th, the day it took effect. With the new proposal, EEOC is now further explaining how it plans to interpret the law, define certain terms, and offer examples of reasonable accommodations. The proposed rule will remain open to public comments for 60 days after it's officially published on August 11th. Veterans possibly exposed to toxic substances during their military service face a major deadline for compensation. The Department of Veterans Affairs is calling on veterans to file a claim under the PACT Act by August 9th in order to have their benefits backdated to August 2022 when that legislation was signed into law. The PACT Act marks a major expansion of VA health care and benefits for veterans exposed to burn pits, Agent Orange, and other toxic substances. Under the PACT Act, veterans are automatically eligible for VA health care and benefits if they have one or more of 20 conditions linked to toxic exposures. An IRS watchdog says the agency is not making full use of pay incentives to recruit in-demand employees. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. The IRS has more than a dozen pay incentives to recruit and retain employees with skills that are essential to its operations. But the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration finds the IRS only used these pay incentives to recruit, retain, or relocate about 1,400 employees between fiscal 2019 and 2022. The agency made a total payout of $1.5 million through these incentives. The vast majority of these payments went to employees going back to the office at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. TIGDA urges the IRS to make better use of these incentives as it looks to rebuild its workforce and hire 5,000 to 10,000 employees each year. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. The Defense Department needs to do more to avoid recruiting criminals or political extremists. A report from the DOD Inspector General reports the department fails to completely follow military guidance when screening applicants. The audit shows that at times, DOD did not perform applicant background checks or take their fingerprints. The IG's office recommends that the military departments instruct recruiters to complete all required steps for screening applicants for extremist or criminal gang associations. DOD should also implement periodic reviews of recruiter compliance with required screening procedures. 
For the first time in 13 years, the Army will build new privatized family housing. Nearly 75 family housing units and 62-bedroom apartments for unaccompanied service members will be built on 51 acres of federal land that was recently transferred to the Army from the Federal Aviation Administration. It's located near the Southern Command Headquarters in Doral, Florida. Lendlease, a privatized housing company, will construct the new facilities. Cadence Communities will manage the housing and also has the contract to renovate existing Army housing at four other installations. Airport screeners at the Transportation Security Administration just got a big pay raise, and now their union is looking to take another step forward. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. TSA and the American Federation for Government Employees are in the early days of negotiating an expanded collective bargaining agreement. TSA Administrator David Pekoski says he wants the agreement done as quickly as possible. So far, very positive. We've made a lot of progress. I'm hoping in the not-too-distant future we're able to sign something. Transportation security officers have had limited collective bargaining since 2011, but the forthcoming agreement will cover more topics in line with other union contracts across the federal government. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. Federal officials are working with critical sectors across the country to help defend their systems from cyber attacks. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency says it will develop voluntary sector-specific cybersecurity plans for each of the 16 critical infrastructure sectors. CISA is kicking things off with four sectors in energy, financial services, information technology, and chemicals. And the agency is also working closely with water and wastewater systems, healthcare organizations, and K-12 schools on basic cyber defense measures. Five years in the making, DISA takes over a key cyber program from NSA. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The Defense Information Systems Agency is finally running the Sharkseer cybersecurity program more than five years after lawmakers called for it. DISA says as of June 30th, it assumed responsibility for the program's operation and management from NSA. NSA created the cyber program in 2015, and in the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill, Congress called on DISA to take over Sharkseer. Sharkseer combines commercial, government, and open source tools to actively detect, alert, and block malicious, suspected, or atypical network traffic. It uses automated and analyst-driven tools. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And the Agriculture Department and the National Park Service jumped into co-working space in one of the most expensive cities in the country and saved big money. USDA and NPS worked with the General Services Administration to take advantage of the shared office space in San Francisco and saved hundreds of thousands of dollars over the last few months. GSA says the co-working space provided a bridge from an expiring lease of 35,000 square feet to a significantly reduced federally owned location of just over 5,100 square feet. The co-working space is part of GSA's Workplace Innovation Lab pilot. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.